thank you for the awesome ministry of music. Thank you for your lordship. Thank you for the moving of your Holy Spirit. God, we confess that we are wrong and you are right. We are weak, but thou art strong. We pray even this morning that you would meet us in our tents. You would comfort, you would strengthen, you would build up, you would edify, you would glorify. You would horrify Satan. We pray that you would convict, convince, if need be converted. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. Let's give a, come on, let's give a hand clap to our choir. Come on. Choir director. Hallelujah. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Listen, we are not fighting for the victory. We're fighting from the victory. The battle has already been fought. And the victory has already been won. What the Lord Jesus is saying, praise me for what has already happened. Thank me for a completed and a finished work. Hallelujah. Giving honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to my co-labors in the gospel, to all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, truly God is an awesome, awesome God. Amen. And the reason we exalt our Christ is because only he can do what we are incapable of doing. If we could do it, we, we wouldn't need to call on him. Can I get a witness? But we need him. Noun unto him. This morning we'll be in First Peter chapter 5, first epistle of Peter, this great Petron epistle. Petron is Peter, Johannine is John, amen, Pauline is Paul. And First Peter chapter 5, the thematic thrust is grace in suffering. And when you're suffering, you need grace. First Peter chapter 5, I want to just pick up two ver uh, 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 three verses, verse 6, 7, and 8. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. This morning, I want to preach for a few moments around the subject, attack mode. Attack mode. Attack mode. And, and, and let, me, let, me, let me say this. <clears throat> 
Many times, because God's wisdom is not our wisdom, and God's ways are not our ways, God instructs us to do things that seems contradictory or contrary to the norm. You got you to keep that thought in mind. To go up, you got to go down. Can I get a witness? To be strong, you got to become weak. Amen. To be de promoted, you got to first be demoted. Are you getting me? And one of the things that we must understand is that God's ways and wisdom and worship, amen, gives us the winning formula in our spiritual lives. Submission is a God-given grace to the believer in Jesus Christ. It promotes the power of God and preempts the poisons against God, protects us from the pitfalls in and through God. Submission to God places God in control while moving us out of the equation. And whenever we submit to Almighty God, God prevents us from operating in the flesh. God, amen, opposes the enemy through faith and not our feelings. And he guarantees us the outcome. That if you don't get anything else out of this sermon today, three things I want to say. The onus is on God. The operation is through God. And the outcome is by God. Peter, that great apostle of Jesus Christ, Peter, whose name always appears first in the list of the apostles. The brother of Andrew who led him to Christ. Peter, whose amen name in the Hebrew, Simeon, where we get the Aramaic Simon. Peter was named by Jesus as a small stone. A rock that became a stone over time. And it was Peter who, like many of us, was impetuous, impulsive, amen, knew it all, opinionated, prideful, fleshly, yeah, violent, cut off Malchus ear, yeah cursed when they was locking Jesus up, lied, denied our Christ. Peter represents all of us. Thought he could walk on water and start drowning. Yeah, 
Peter, who knew everything, had to go through a whole lot to become a bond slave of Jesus the Christ. And Peter is writing to an outpost called Babylon of Rome, a.k.a. alias Rome. He's writing to Christians under severe persecution. They're under severe persecution because Nero, the emperor of Rome, who was a very wicked and ungodly man, thought up a plan to burn Rome down because he had a lust for buildings. And history says that Nero burnt Rome down along with his idols, shrines, temples, gods, goddesses. And when he burnt Rome down, Rome was in the uproar. But what Nero did was he turned around and blamed it on the Christians. And therefore, the Romans had a very fiery indignation against Christianity. So they would catch Christians and hang them on poles and burn them like candles. They would throw them before lions in the Colosseum. They would uh, just mutilate and kill Christians, this great uproar of Nero. It was the same Nero that had the Apostle Paul's head chopped off. Same Nero who, according to history, crucified Peter upside down. Nero was a nut. And because of this persecution, Peter begins this epistle by talking about fiery trials. And I don't know if you've ever been through a fiery trial. Fiery trial is when it is real hot. And, 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 and in the midst of your trial, you feel the tempestuous heat coming against you and your family. I'm not talking because you did something wrong. I'm just talking about you being saved. Hell coming from every direction. And, and, and so as Peter is writing these Christians, he changes his language from fiery trials to bitter trials. The trials were so hot that they started making people bitter. Let me stop, pause, and park about trouble. Trouble will either make you better or bitter. If trouble comes into your life and you, amen, take the trouble in through your feelings, you will become bitter. But if you take that trouble by faith, you will become better. Can I get a witness? Because trouble is coming everybody's way. Can I get a witness? Uh, 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 Job, Job, Job implied that life is short and full of trouble. It was Job who did not know where all this trouble was coming from. Job did not know that God and Satan had an agreement in the third heaven. And, 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 and Job did not know that the fire that was coming out of heaven was from Satan, not God. 
Job did not know that uh, Satan had permission to afflict his body and to kill all ten of his children, but he had to leave him alive. And it was Job's wife, church member, who told Job, Job, haven't you retained your integrity long enough? Why, why don't you just curse God and die? He's taken your children. He's left you with an incurable disease. Dogs are licking your wounds. All your money and riches are gone. All your livestock are gone. Why don't you just curse God? Why, why, why don't you just become bitter? And Job said, woman, you foolish. The Lord giveth and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the Bible says, in all of this, Job did not charge the Lord foolishly. My God. And child of God, it's here that Peter begins to disclose a deliverance to the believer that the onus the operation and the outcome is on God. The only way we're going to have the victory, child of God, is when we understand that the onus, the operation, and my outcome is on him. Can I get a witness? You got to believe the word of God. You can't just sit in the premises. You got to stand on the promises. Can I get a witness? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you just can't have the Word of God. The Word of God's got to have you. Can I get a witness? Amen. You just can't be able to quote selected scriptures. You got to walk this Word. You got to live this word. You got to think this word. You got to breathe this word. You got to regurgitate this word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And when the word of God is in you and the word of God's got you and you've got the word of God, if any man abide in me, when you abiding, when you connected, in communion, consecrated, committed to the Word of God. Come on now, you can talk back to me. Amen. Hell can rise and hell can come and hell can leave, but you're going to remain the same. Can I get a witness? Because Satan can work it in, but God's going to work it out. Can I get a witness? He's a, he's a God that works it out. He's the God that tells Satan to take his best shot. He's the God that gives Satan permission to come after you. He's the God that gives him permission to attack you. He's the God that gives him permission to confront you. But when you know that you know, that you know that you know that you know. I'm talking about when you sure enough connected to the vine, when you're sure enough strongly connected to the vine, when you're abiding and when you're being cleansed and consecrated in communion and committed, oh, I'm preaching up in this place, when you are in the vine, nothing, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. Whenever, whenever Satan comes at you, you can look at him and you can, you can just smile. 
and you can just look at your watch because deliverance is on its way because God never lets his children go into anything that he's not going to pull them out of can I get a witness and whatever you go into when you believe in the name of Jesus you've got to come out because there's power in his name you've got to come out because yeah he's worthy of all praise glory and honor you got to come out because every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess you got to come out because he's God the son and he's the son of God you got to come out because he's king of kings and lord of lords he's the potentate of paradise he's the alpha and omega he's the beginning and the ending he's alpha beta gamma delta epsilon he's everything between alpha and omega can i get a witness and my bible says and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god can i get a witness when you know him when you know him when you know him everything else has got to bow prostrate before his presence angels gotta bow demons gotta bow satan's gotta bow your enemies have got to bow because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world can i get a witness i'll be with you through the fire i'll walk with you through the flood can i get a witness there's healing in his wings can i get a witness god has been our dwelling place through all generations can i get a witness he is who he said he was i am the way i am the truth i am the life i am the good shepherd i am the door i am the resurrection i am the life i am light say yeah we've got the victory say yeah before suffering starts we got the victory say yeah when suffering ends we got the victory say yeah i had the victory yesterday i have the victory today i know i got the victory tomorrow say yeah that's why you ought to shout because he's worthy worthy to be praised he's worthy he's worthy see when warfare comes you got to learn to worship worthy is the lamb that was slain bless his name Peter introduces a basic concept to us let go let God let glory take his place in the midst of bitter trials some people have have had bitter trials over divorce some have had bitter trials over their children some have had bitter trials in their marriage some have bitter trials in their ministry some have bitter trials from their childhood stuff that you never were able to get over 
keeps coming back and bringing you down. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so here, 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 here in, in um, 1 Peter, it's interesting that he gives us first a rest that frees us from the fires of suffering. In other words, let go. Now look what he says as, as, as we examine this text real quickly. The inference is we have to let go and we have to rest, Greek word anaposis, which is cessation, refreshment, to make something cease. We, we, if we're going to have these bitter trials cease, God says you got to let go. Can I get a witness? And, and look, look what the language he uses in, in, in verse 6. He begins with this process of humble yourselves. Now let me stop pausing part because most people have a bad definition for humble. Humble is not what you and I think it to be. The word humble here deals with an attitude of descent, getting low. Can I get a witness? That, that is, you, you can't be humble till you get low. You can't, you can't be humble till you go down. You cannot be humble until you have an attitude of deflation, that there's nothing in you. Can I get a witness? Uh, not, not only an attitude of descent, but watch this now. There's an attitude, secondly, of depravity. The word depravity has to do with the sinfulness of our flesh. Man is totally depraved. In Jeremiah 17, 6, it says, Amen, for the heart of man is wickedly deceitful above all things. Listen, listen, listen to what Jeremiah says. Who can know it? You and I can't even know ourselves because of the deceitfulness of our sin. And people who want to give you an idea like they got it all together, they know they said they lying from the pit. Can I get a witness? Let me tell you something, that if I'm humble, I have an attitude of dissent. I got an attitude of depravity. Then I got an attitude of total dependence upon God. That, that is, humility says, Lord, I can't handle nothing. I can't handle the good, the bad, the ugly. I can't handle the heavy. I can't handle the light. I can't handle the simple. I can't handle the complex. I can't handle anything. It, it, it is descent, depravity, dependence, and then it's dedication. Can I get a witness? That, that he says, he says, listen, before you get to deliverance, this attitude of humility is when we are confused, rest. When you're in a crisis, rest. When you feel crippled, rest. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Now, I see this mighty hand. I don't have time, but in, in, in Ezekiel 20, Chapter 20, verse 33 and 34, it has a lot to do with God's mighty hand. Humble yourselves under 
the mighty hand of God. In other words, I'm independent. I'm, listen, I'm dependent upon God's hand. If I'm going to get out of what I'm in, I'm dependent on God's hand. Can I get a witness? Je Jesus said, no man will pluck him out of my hands. Isn't that right? We, 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 we are totally dependent upon God. And one of the reasons that God allows trials into our lives is because trials ought to drive us to become humble. And we have the audacity to continue to be prideful. Can I get a witness? That I, I just can't do it, Lord. I don't know how to do it. I don't know when to do it. Lord, I'm in need of you. He says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Now, 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 now due time denotes that there is a specific time element associated with your trials. Peter says in first chapter, verse 6, if need be, you are in manifold, many-sided trials. If need be. Can I get a witness? If, if need be. Lord, have mercy. I remember, I, I remember sitting in my grandma's house in the 50s as a little boy watching her make a cake. Now, I was good at making cakes, but it was called Betty Crocker. Just read the box, make the cake. But she, she would get all these ingredients on the table. And any one ingredient, if you tasted it, was nasty. She put all them ingredients in a big bowl, and they didn't have no mixers in them days. She got that wooden spoon, and she just started, she started beating that thing. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Beat, beating that batter. Just, she just kept beating the batter. Just kept beating the batter. And she would stop beating and look at it and watch them bubbles and keep beating again. She knew when the batter had been beaten enough. Do I have a witness up in the house? Then she buttered them pans and pour that stuff in the pan and stick it in the oven at 350. And, and you see this, this, and this aroma... Uh, would go through the house because you know heat will bring out aroma if, if God puts enough heat to your backside you'll start smelling good spiritually can I get a witness and then I would sit there and say well how long is this and asking all these questions and she didn't she didn't say well I'm watching the clock she didn't, she from South Carolina. She didn't say, I'm watching the clock. She didn't say, I got a timer on the stove. She, she, she would just sit there and kept pulling it out. And then she did something very strange. She said, uh, Raymond, go on over there and get that broom. I said, what do you need a broom for? Well, let's get the broom. And she would pour a straw out of the broom. I'm preaching up in this place. I said, well, wait, you just swept the floor with that. Just give me the broom. She'd take that straw, stick it down in that cake, and if crumbs was on that straw, she'd put it back in the oven. It wasn't ready. Well, you know what? That's just the way God does us. God adds a whole lot of ingredients we don't like to our lives. Then the Holy Spirit starts a beating process. Can I get a witness? Then he sticks your backside in some heat. 
Can I get a witness? Then he pulls from your dirt something to test whether you are done or not. Can I get a witness? And when I come forth, I'll be pure like gold. Thank you, Jesus. Let go. If you're going to let go, you got to first humble yourself. You can't hold on and not let go. You got to let go of your worries, let go of your wisdom, let go of your worldliness. Yeah, let, let, let go of all that other. Let it go. How do we let go? I'm glad you asked. If stuff get hot enough, you will let it go. Can I get a witness? Haven't you picked something hot up and you let it go quick? Am I preaching up in here? One of the classic lines on the original on the original Star Wars pictures was Luke Skywalker did not know Darth Vader was his father. They hid it from him. And Obi-Wan Kenobi was training the young Skywalker. And yeah. As Obi-Wan Kenobi came face to face with Darth Vader. Darth Vader was a bad boy, Doc. And Darth Vader told Obi-Wan Kenobi, you can't beat me. And Obi said, let's go. And the two of them start fighting. And Obi-Wan Kenobi knew that if he would willingly give up his life, he could help Luke that much more. So he dropped his sword and let Darth Vader kill him. Then he became a spirit. Hanging there with me. And at the end of Star Wars 1, as Luke was being chased by Darth Vader, his own father, he's trying to kill him. Luke was having trouble steering the spaceship. And Obi-Wan Kenobi came back in the form of a spirit and he said, Luke, let go. The force is with you. Can I get a witness? And God is not a force. God is a person. But you know what God keeps saying? As, as, we, as we are losing control of our lives, the Holy Spirit is saying, let it go. Let go. Let go. Let go. Let go. Why? The Lord is with you. I'm going to bring you in safely. I'm going to give you the victory. I'm going to bring you out of this. But you got to let it go. Let go worrying about your children. Let go worrying about your health. Let go worrying about your money. Let it go. Give it to me and let it go. I'm preaching to somebody. you got to let it go. You keep carrying things that wasn't meant for you to carry. Let it go. Let go. You know what's weighing us down? We holding on to too much. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. But you don't let it go. I, let it go. Let let it let it.
in Luke 15, prodigal son came to his father and said, Father, give me what belongs to me. I'm out of here. You don't hear anything from the father. He gave it and let him go. And when the father released him, mm-hmm, God had a whole nother plan for trouble to beat up that son. And the Bible says after he wasted everything, he came to his senses. Why, why does it take God to almost destroy us before we come to our senses? When, uh, why, why, why can't we come to our senses without God having to bring all this hell in our lives? Why, do, why, do we, why, why, why can't we come to our senses while we still have our mind and strength and health? Why, 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 why can't we come to our senses without God sending a destroyer in our lives? Can I get right? I know it'll make, help you let it make go. When, when, when the doctors say, yeah, they found something, then you start letting stuff go. Can I get, then, then that's when you get spiritual. That's when you start, the, amen, listen, the word of God I have you, you won't just have the word of God. Can I get a witness? Let trouble come and you'll learn to let stuff go. Look what he says. Let it go. Mm. You know what I learned? Let me, let me stop on this part. When we are fighting God's will, we're fighting God. fighting God. Look at the second uh, 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 thing here, real quick. There's not only a need to rest, be humble, but there's a need, listen, to resist. Cast all your care. The word care means all your worries, all your frets, cast it. That's a strong verb. Throw it to God. Keep throwing your stuff to God. Casting all your care on him for he careth for you. Now, verse 8 begins this whole matter, amen, of opposition. Look what he says. He says, be sober, be alert, be vigilant, because your adversary, that is, the one that really opposes you, the devil, the word devil means slanderer or accuser, are you with me? As a roaring lion. Now, now let me stop Paul's apart because every metaphor that Paul and Peter and John uses to describe Satan has a certain and a specific meaning. Are you with me? The serpent of Satan deceives. Are you getting me? Now, now listen, now listen. There is a deception device already working in your life and in mine. Already. I know some of y'all sitting here, I'm not deceived. Well, the very fact that you would say that means you are deceived. Satan is a rapper, man. Satan, he, Satan is not, does not have a red suit, pitchfork, and horns. That ain't Satan. That's a costume. 
Satan is full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. He's called the anointed cherub. Lord have mercy. He listen and, 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 and if you if you understand who the devil really is, you better respect him. I'm not talking about be scared of him and reverence him. You just better respect him. He ain't no joke. He ain't nobody with no crystal ball or palm reader. Satan's got millions of demons working for him. He is the prince of the power of the air. Right now, he controls the first and second heaven. You ain't getting this. He's got principalities, powers, dominions, thrones. He's got people inside and outside of the church that are in disguise that are working for him. Don't you think everybody up in here belongs to the Lord? In the name of Jesus. We got some secret agents, double agents. We got folk in here ain't saved a bit. We got folk in here working for the Satan, working for the devil. Let me tell you why we know they're working for the devil. Because they speak for the devil. They cause discord among the brethren. They're, they're full of hell, full of confusion. They got a wisdom that's not in the world. They're religious, but not a relationship. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hold up. You say, well, how am I? To know it's not for you to know, it's for God to know. Amen. Let the wheat and tares grow together. Can I get a witness? That when you understand the respect for the adversary, the opposite, the opposing demon and devil, he's an accuser of the brother. He accuses you before God and he accuses God before you. He told Eve, did God say? <laughs> Now, uh, you know, if a talking serpent came up to me, reminds me of a man driving down a road and there was a wounded snake in the road and he got out of his car and said, poor snake, picked the snake up and nursed him back to health. And some weeks later, he at home playing with the snake and the snake bit him. And the man said, how could you bite me after all I did for you? The snake said, you knew I was a snake when you picked me up. Can I get a witness? Fact, fact, fact of the matter is we got to respect, but we got to recognize him. Listen, listen, this, listen, this, listen, this. When he calls the devil a wolf, when he calls the devil a lion, you got to understand the characteristics of these animals. Sometimes at night I'm just watching the History Channel, watching nature, watching, watching, trying to learn. Why does God use wolf and lion and serpent to point to Satan? Because wolves never hunt alone. They hunt in wolf packs. And instinctively, there's one alpha male. He controls the pack. Y'all ain't getting this. And the way they hunt, they sit back as a group. They come up on a herd. They come up on other animals. And they sit there to spot 
the one that's vulnerable. He's got a limp or he's sick or he's weak and they home in on him. And the way they do it, they, amen, if it's 15 wolves or 10 wolves, two wolves, they run at 30 miles an hour, they'll start running the herd this way. The reason they're running a herd because it helps them to spot the one that's vulnerable. Can I get a witness? And then when they get tired, they stop and then two other wolves run them this way. And then two other wolves run them this way. So by the time the whole wolf pack has run after the herd, the herd is, listen, the herd is tired. The herd is directionless. The herd is defeated. They don't know where to go. Then they move in for the kill. Can I get a witness? What Satan wants to do in your life, he wants to run you this way. Through your marriage, he wants to run you through your ministry, he wants to run you through your mind, he wants to run you through all your worries, and then his objective is to get you tired. Child of God, when you get tired and weary and worn, you're ready to give up. Can I get a witness? That's what Satan the wolf does. And Satan the lion, lions don't hunt. The lioness do the hunting. The lions just sit back and wait for the lioness to bring the catch back. Can I get a witness? When a lion roars, it's not to scare people away. It's to remind people, this is my territory. Can I get a witness? Child of God and child of God, when you understand that the serpent is subtle. He's subtle. And the very thing you don't see and I don't see, he sees. Can I get a witness? He's subtle. He's subtle. He's subtle about every thought, every initiative. He's, he's subtle. And because Satan is strategic, not tactical, meaning he's already planning. What he's planning for tomorrow was already planted last year. What he's planning for two, two years from now was already planted this year. He is strategic. What he says, you got to recognize him. My God. And then he moves in on this. Not only verse 8, be so vigilant because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion is walking back and forth, seeking whom he may devour. Here's what Satan is saying. Raymond Gordon, I hate you. I want to subdue you. I want to bring you down. I want to finish you off. Put your name in there. I want to I wanna annihilate you. I want to annihilate your family. I want to annihilate everything close to you. I want to eat you up. I want to spit you out. I want you to make you hate God. When I get finished with you, and, and all of that, all of that that's coming from the enemy, God just sits back and lets Satan, God, God lets Satan take a shot, knowing that he's going to pull you out. Knowing that he's going to defeat the enemy. Knowing that he's going to use the very tactics the enemy is using back to haunt him. Can I get a witness? Oh, you ain't ready for this. Child of God, see? Child of God, that he, he says you need to respect, you need to recognize, but you need to resist him. Whom, verse 9, resist. Steadfast in the faith. Now, let me, let me tell you what resist means. It doesn't mean uh, Satan get behind me. Satan said, I'm already behind you. 
That's how I'm getting victory. No, resist and force in, not your feelings, the faith. That, 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 that is, you, you've got to have prayer, protection of the armor, and power. Here it is, to stand, withstand, and to stand. You ain't getting this. The Roman soldier could not fight on his knees. He cannot fight stand sitting down. He had to stand. You got to stand. You got to stand up and you got to stand. You got to put on the whole armor of God. You got to lift that shield, which is your faith. Because he's going to throw some darts at you. Won't the devil throw darts at you? Won't the devil try to find an opening in your mind? He keeps throwing fiery darts. You, you know, fiery darts. Remember the cowboy and Indian pictures? The Indians used to crack me up. You know, the cowboys are behind a wagon shooting. Indians say, well, we'll get them from the wagon. And they, they shoot a fire arrow and it burns the wagon down. Now the cowboys will open for the Indians to move in. You ain't getting this. Once Satan gets rid of your man-made shield, you are open to him. That's why you need the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, that every time he shoots at you, you got to bang, 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 bang. Now, wait a minute. Look up, because if he's just shooting darts at me, and I just keep lifting my faith up, and I'm not coming back with the Word of God, sooner or later, my arm going to get tired. Can I get a witness? You got to know this word. You got you to gotta be able to quote the promises when he's shooting at you. Bang! Whoa! The Lord said, boom! The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my strength. You got to hit that devil back with the word of God. Resist him. Resist him. In the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are in your brethren. That's right. Uh-oh, you ain't getting this. I was sharing this morning. Times, me and sister going in the car, we go somewhere, we just as happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah laughing. And then something happened. Where did this hell come from? And, and listen, no, 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 no. You laughing. Listen. Satan will bring stuff up. Satan will get in your head. Your translations will be wrong. Well, what does that mean? And, and, and he, he just works that. Won't, won't he work it? Won't won't, won't won't the devil work that thing? Yes, sir. Huh? Yeah, you talking about <laughs> even with your kids? Won't the devil work the thing? You you sitting back and you just thought you just saw one of them roll your, their eyes, and you getting ready to roll their head off. You know what I'm talking about? You just you just 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 stuff get up in. How many of y'all understand what I'm saying? Just stuff get up in you. Come on now. You woke up with an attitude. Didn't sleep good. 
a bad dream. Do I have a witness? Come on now, y'all can talk back to me. You know, you get in the mirror and say, I need to lose weight, but you keep on eating the crimpets. You keep going for the ice cream. Then you want to get mad at your mate. You ain't helping me. Do I have a witness up in the house? Thank you, Jesus. Other night, Sister Gordon and I was watching television. I pulled out my big bag of wise potato chips. If you ain't from Philly, you don't know about wise. And I started eating my wise potato She said, she said, and she's very disciplined. She said, I was going to say, man, you can really take my whole bag. She so she said, I, I must have had a, I must have had a taste for salt. I said, no, you ain't no taste for no salt. Yeah, kill it. <laughs> so my point is, what is my point? <laughs> I like wise potato chips, right? What is yeah, you know. Satan has start stuff. Won't he start stuff? He's supposed to start stuff. He's an instigator. Come on now. He's a negotiator. Satan will make you angry. He'll bring the pass up. He fights dirty, doesn't he? Come on, y'all can talk back to me. He fights dirty. Can I get a witness? You think it's your boss? You think it's, come on now. You, you think everything's wrong with somebody else, but it's really you. This stuff is on. He, he, he constantly works on us. He said, he said you got you, you, you to resist him in his tracks. And you got to do it by faith. Satan, you're a liar in the name of Jesus. Look, Satan, you're not going to make me angry with my brother in Christ. The, 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 the devil is a liar, and in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to let you come between me and the brethren. I'm not going to let you come between me and my children. I'm not going to let you come between me and my husband or me and my wife. Satan, you're a liar. Can I get a witness? And by the way, he's a good liar. So what he's saying is probably true. But you got to resist him in the faith. Look at this. He closes out with a need for rejoicing. Verse 10. But. Say but. But means God lets Satan do everything he wants. Then God moves in. But the God of all grace, Lord have mercy, who called us by his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, what are you going to do? He allows us to have a season of suffering. After you have suffered a while, a season, here's the benefits of your suffering. He will make you mature 
Some of us just need to grow up. You know the signs of immaturity are self-centeredness. When the focus is always on you, you a little baby. Turn to your name and say, are you a baby? Everything is about you. Everything is about you. And not, not, not ever, ever about anybody else. It's always about you. That's what babies do. They cry. They poop. They pee. They everything. They hungry. They need burping. They need, they need somebody to hold them. They need somebody to rock. And you know, here's a sign of immaturity. That when you are self-centered and immature, nobody wants to be bothered with you. You might think people love you because they're carrying their own weight. They're carrying their own backpack. They, they ain't trying to carry you too. Can I get this? Everything is designed in your life for you to get notoriety, notice, power, praise, and applause. That's immaturity. That's why John the Baptist said, I must decrease and Jesus must increase. Do you know what that, that saying came on the hills of? I'm almost finished. They were in instigating the disciples of John against the disciples of Jesus. They went to John and said, you know what? Jesus is really baptizing more people than you. And and look, John John said, no, 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 you got this thing wrong. I got to decrease. He's Lord. And he must increase. Can I get a witness? So he says, Charles will mature you. One of the reasons we got so much hell in our marriages is because immature people are getting married. Uh-oh, don't get quiet now. If I marry you, I'm taking vows to take care of you. If I marry you, I'm taking vows to sacrifice for you. If I marry you, I'm taking vows to support you. Can I get a witness? How am I going to marry you and then cry when I feel left out? You ain't got to say amen. In the name of Jesus. Well, why do I have to do all the cooking? Why do I have to wash up? No. Mature love serves. It serves. How can I serve you? How can I support you? How can I help you? Uh-oh. And I'm not talking about to the men either. That's another misnomer. You think the men are supposed to just serve the women. The, that woman in Proverbs 31, whoever she was, the Bible says, yeah, don't get me started. Her children rises up and call her blessed. And also, her husband rises up and call her blessed. 
Children don't call blessed and the husband call a curse. Something wrong in the church. Equal. Service. Service. Here's agape love. Service at my expense. That's the love of God. That's the love of God. We living in a sick, sick, sick society. Molestation of boys, lesbianism, homosexuality, same-sex. We living in a sick society. And I don't give a kitty who don't like it. We live in a sick society. If you were born a female, God expects you to die as a female. He don't expect you to change on the way to death. Can I get a witness? Oh, you ain't got to like it? Let me look at the clock. Whatever tool I came here with, I ought to leave with. It's tight, but it's right. It's not what the president says. It's not what the Congress says. It's not what your favorite organization It's what God says. It's what God says. Can I get a witness? And God made woman and brought the woman to the man. Hallelujah. God ain't changing your voice. God ain't changing your walk. God ain't changing your sex organs. Oh, y'all get up and leave if you want. I'm going to preach. Can I get a witness? My Bible says. Every time the world says something, the church want to grab it. No. In the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Oh Lord, women want to look like men, men want to look like women, and, and there, there, there's some he, she's, we don't know what they are. And we just need to pray for them in the name of Jesus. Pray, listen, pray that God would get on the inside. I know y'all don't like it, but I really don't give a kitty because the Bible said I got an answer for what I preach. Can I get a witness? You, you, you ought to resist the devil and then rejoice. Season of suffering, settlement from suffering, strengthening through suffering. Let go, let God, let, 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 let glory. What do you mean, don't worry? What do you mean, my God? Well, here it is. God says, I got the last say so. On everything in your life. Since I got the last say so, you need to bow to me. Since I got the last say so, you need to praise my name. Since I got the last say so, you need to worship me. Can I get a witness? That's what makes him God all by himself. Can I get a witness? And my Bible says that when God gets on the inside, he starts changing things anyhow. 
Somebody said things I used to do I don't want to do anymore and places I used to go I don't want to go anymore. Can I get a witness? You know why? Because uh, God is a cleansing agent. Won't he clean you up? He'll clean the drugs out of your nose. He'll he'll clean the alcohol out of your mouth. He'll he'll clean the cussing out of your lips. He'll he'll clean the fornication out of your private parts. He will clean you up. Won't he clean you up? Won't he clothe you in your right mind? Won't the Lord do it? Can I get a witness? And I am a witness because I was a no good dirty sinner on my way to hell. But God, who's rich in mercy, won't he turn your steps around? Won't he put you on a street called straight? Won't he give you discerning power where you can make right decisions? Won't God walk with you? Won't he, won't he talk with you? Won't, won't God be with you? Won't God be the power in your life? Can I get a witness? I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that Jesus stepped into my life. So glad that he rebuked that mess in my life. So glad that he uh, uh, anointed me with a cleansing agent through my life. Can I get a witness? And now I'm on my way to glory and I don't want anything to get in the way. Can I get a witness? Oh yeah, I messed up, hooked up, shook up, yeah, crooked up, but God keeps on working on the inside. And I see that the Lord is being good to me. The Lord woke me up this morning and started me on my way. The Lord put me on a street called straight. The Lord, the Lord put a new love in my heart, a new song in my mouth, a new praise in my hands. Say yeah. The Lord is who he said he was. I'm so glad that I met Jesus the Christ. So glad he went to the cross on my behalf. So glad he shed his blood and went to the grave and got up early on Sunday morning. I'm so glad because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Can I get a witness? Old things are passed away. So glad that my salvation is not on BET. So glad that my salvation is not through TV. So glad that I'm blood washed, blood bought, born again. So glad that my God is an awesome God. He will. I said he will. I said he will. He'll do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask. All think. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord's got my future. The Lord had my past. The Lord's got my present. Can I get a witness? And I'm so glad this morning, St. Matthews, that you are saved in the will of God, walking with God, talking for God, praising with God, because he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Listen. Let go. Let God. Let glory have its way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me, 
make me after thine will while I'm standing yielded and still. One of my favorite poems is Footprints in the Sand. A man had a dream. He was walking on the beach with Jesus and saw flashes of his life. And all the time he was walking with Jesus, he saw two, two sets of footprints, him and Jesus. A flash would come up and he saw bitter trials. And he said, Lord, why is it that when I was going through, you left me? There's only one set of footprints. Jesus said, my dear son, I didn't leave you. That's when I picked you up in carriage. That's, that's when I carried you through your trials. Isn't he awesome, God? How many times have Jesus carried us when we didn't even want to be carried? Carried us when we felt like dying. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose again with all power in his hands. You need to be saved today. You're not promised to live tomorrow. And if you die in your sins, you're going to hell. You must be born again. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Is there one? I want to give them. I, I see your hands. Come on up. Come on up. Come on. Come on up. Raise your hand. Just if you want to be saved, come on up. Or perhaps you want to join the church or your Christian experience. Stand right. Come on. Is there another? Look, he says, suffer the children to come. Is there another? You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Come on up, brother. Praise. Praise. Stand right over here. Come on, brother. Is there another? Just raise your hand. No, no, right here, right here. Come on. Stand here, stand here. Stand here, stand here. Come on, brother. Is there another? Just raise your hand. Come on, come on. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Come on. Step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. We want you to join our church. We're not perfect. We are forgiven. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Is there another? Praise Jesus. Thank you. Is there another? Look at Jesus. 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 Is there another? I want you to step out. Just step out. Either you get saved or you join the church. When you join the church, there's a covering over you. Is there another? Step out right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. He wants to be first in your life. Is there another balcony? Praise Jesus. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. 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 Follow the ministers, please. Church, say amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, the battle mode 
is to let go, let God, let glory. It's way. Let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your glorious people. Father, creating us clean hearts. Help us to let go and let God and let glory take place in our lives. We submit and humble ourselves to your Lordship. Have your way. Thou art the potter and we are the clay. Thank you for the ministry of music and the souls that were saved. And now as we go out here, Lord, help us to leave in our seats those weights that keep weighing us down. Help us to let go. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Sing us up, choir. Pray for me and my family. Love you. Have a great day. Love you.